Hello and welcome to episode 676 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Monday, April 22nd. I'm your host, Paul Sporer, and I'm joined by Justin Mason. Justin, what's going on, man? Uh, Just another day in paradise, filling IL spots on my <laughs> main event team. Well, there are no IL spots. Reserve spots, as yeah. it were, yeah. I, I literally have, and I had to drop four guys just to field an almost completely full lineup. Uh, and I still have seven guys on the who were injured on the IL on my main event reserve list, and that includes I started Giancarlo Stanton and Blake Snell this week in the hopes that they come back. That they come back. I I, I think Snell will, um, and I know Stanton's a little bit more up in the air, but we're gonna get into. All of that. We're going to talk about a lot of injuries. We're actually just going to go straight up injuries and and waiver pickups uh, today because there were it was a pretty gruesome weekend for injuries, kind of running the gamut of top end players all the way down to uh, you know fill in types. And then we'll get into some of the fab guys that were picked up to cover these guys. Let's start with Aaron Judge. I mean, you you're you're you should be almost become a Yankees fan just because you can commiserate <laughs> with them. Like that's your main event team. I, I like, want to see their IL face my IL. Yeah. In like an exhibition matchup. Yeah, just two elite ball clubs, uh, you know, in a virtual world facing off against each other because they're not healthy. It, it's it's utterly insane, and um, I actually do like you, so I feel bad. But I've never been considered a Yankees fan or anything close to it. I'm um, generally a Yankees hater. And I I feel bad for this. Like it's this ridiculous. I just you know what what can you do? And and judge uh, the best of the bunch who was holding it, hanging in there, really taking care of them, and and keeping their lineup moderately formidable as they grind out a 500 record or just over 500. Now he goes down on a swing. Looked bad from the jump. I think he dunked a single into uh, right field, but it looked bad right away. And he was kind of grimacing. He, he, you could tell yeah, it's one of those ones where he's like, out. "Yeah, it was gross." Yeah, and he's like trying to hide it, like, "No, no, I'm just, uh, I'm just stretching it out." And they're like, "No, no, no, you're getting out, you're done." And it's an oblique, and we hate obliques. They're saying it's going to be a, a short timetable, but I, I know you and I never buy into that. But uh, with Aaron Judge, have on they the said ob- it's going to be a short timetable? Because what I read was that it's a significant injury. Oh, pardon me. Then I, the, I read. That, that uh, the manager uh, said that this is a significant – while they, what, they see wouldn't that give the grade, they, he said it's a significant injury or a significant lat strain uh, – or not lat, oblique strain. Uh, yeah, and I think he's going to be – I think you've got to push this six to eight weeks minimum. Uh, and at what point – like if the Yankees fall so far back, okay. like at what point do they start to sell – some of the older pieces on this team. Well, especially if some of this youth kind of comes together and it wouldn't, it, it could be interesting though, because it wouldn't necessarily have to be a sell off in terms of like, we're not competing. It's just like, you know, they would live out the MLB model of let the kids play, just sell off a few of these uh, veteran guys and just l- let it roll with. And, and then as they add back some of these veterans, it's, it's, crazy because they're in a tough situation now uh we're actually not going to dive in to the replacement for judge because uh that's going to come up in in the fab pickups but i mean this this is insane dude i mean um he joins the judge joins with of course uh andahar batances bird i'm not reading them in like order of quality just in order uh ellsbury gregorius hicks 
Sanchez, Severino, Stanton, who of course is uh, hopefully due back soon, and then Tulowitzki. They've got a competitive club on the uh, on the injured list right now, and, and talking more of a global baseball thing. The Rays continue to play well. They did get swept by the Red Sox, big series for the Sox, but uh, they've got a nice little lead already. First off, do you see the Sox? Is this like a jump start for the Sox that you can believe in that, that their sweep of Tampa Bay and that they kind of start to chase down Tampa Bay and those two compete, or, or how do you see this division playing out now with? The slow start from Boston, the great start from Tampa Bay, and the injury-riddled start from the Yankees. I'm worried about Boston in terms of their ability to compete in this division, given that rotation. Because Evaldi's now hurt. We're going to talk about him a little bit. Yep. Uh, Sale has not been Sale-esque. Eduardo oh. Rodriguez has been garbage. Porcello's been garbage. David Price is the only guy. The only guy going. Going. And that bullpen is atrocious. Uh, their offense is going to keep them in games and keep them in the playoff hunt. But this seems weird to me to say, because especially because I was so down on Tampa Bay coming into last season. I think Tampa Bay is going to run away with this division. You know, it, it's looking like they could do that. And uh, I know Boston fans are feeling good on the heels of that sweep. It's not like Tampa Bay played like trash, though. Uh, Tommy Pham, dude, getting picked off to end a game, though. Holy moly. Uh, Jason said he's been a walking toot blonde lately and just uh, getting thrown out on the bases with a lot of uh, terrible plays there. But that, that was a Hit rough a way to go. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's still he's the he's only still playing well. Person on my main event squad. Jeez. For now, that's, trade that's so Tommy Fam while you still can, people. Yeah, exactly. We should just get a list of uh, of. Oh yeah, what no, it's got. my pin oh. tweet. Everybody, you can look at my pin tweet, see my injuries, and also see who I still have available uh, to hit the IL. Later. So who's on? Who's on the uh, final destination list there? <laughs> uh, yeah, they they lost the three games by a total of four runs. So if I'm a if I'm a Rays fan, I'm I'm certainly not freaking out here. Like, oh no, you know this is this is the danger zone. Uh, I think Alvarado had a you know bumpy weekend, but there's still five games it, back though. Exactly, and it was going to happen. You know, the Rays were going to have a tough one, and the Sox were going to get a good one. It happened to be this weekend against each other, but I think the Yankees, it's just becoming too much. You're you're you can only have so much depth, and they've done well with it so far. I don't know. I don't know which one is the final blow. I think it's just a collection of them, though. I don't even think it's just one because the guy that they're going to use to replace Judge primarily is actually pretty interesting. But their pitching, how long can it? That's the thing, too. A lot of it's hitting injuries, and you know pitching is more susceptible to injuries. So what if they start adding pitching injuries to go with it? They've got some older and uh, guys with injury history. Well, their rotation so, was weak to begin with. so Precisely. It was not their strength for sure. And and then you've got teams. Minnesota looks really good. The Indians mm-hmm. just got uh, Lindor back, uh, and he what he went yard yesterday. So, and then you even have a, like surprise team like the Mariners, who apparently think that they're going to make a playoff push too. I could see the Yankees and even the Red Sox. So I think, like I said, the Red Sox offense can keep them in this. Yeah. But I, I think the Yankees could fall out of this, and then they're looking at selling guys like Gardner and Sabathia, who are in the last years of their deals. Uh, Maybe even LeMayhew, who's 30. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's playing well for them, so you could get something. But and did he's they only give on, a, what, like a two-year? Yeah, he's on a two-year yeah. deal. I got, I got their cots. Uh, so open. I agree, and, and we'll see how it goes for them. But 
it's been brutal for the Yankees. Let's stay in New York, bounce over. <laughs> same old Mets. Same. This is so peak Mets, man. Just weirdness. It's it's just freaking weirdness with them. So, you know, in and of itself, Dick, Jacob DeGrom going on the IL is not, you know, the, the craziest thing. The circumstances, though. He's going to get an MRI. Okay, scary. Never mind. Psych, not going to get an MRI. What? Why? Like, if you thought he needed one, why would you back off of that? Didn't they do so, this exact same thing with same Thor? Same thing with Thor. Well, because yeah. he, he said no. So what the hell's going on? And uh, how you feeling right now about DeGrom hitting the hitting the IL with with barking elbow? Well, he was my first round pick in the main event, so uh, not feeling great. Uh, I mean, I, I want to say, well, the organization knows best better than us armchair quarterbacks, but it's not like they've had the greatest track record. Yeah, that's not uh, the best <laughs> team to say that for. So I'm cautiously optimistic that he'll be fine and we'll see him back, but he did not look right over his last two starts, and mm-hmm. that is a little bit worrisome to me. I think you have to – I obviously, because my ranks uh, don't include injured players, didn't have him on my ranks, but I think I would have dropped him uh, behind – Verlander and Bauer. Yeah. I, I think, think that's that, right. That's the right call, I think, right now. So, uh, you, you're not selling him right now unless you really think there's a chance he's, like, done for the year, uh, which it doesn't appear that he would be. But, no, uh, and you'd be taking a big discount on DeGrom, too. So, if you are selling, you better be prepared to take if you, 80 if, cents on the dollar max. If you're worried right now, wait till he comes back and has one good start and then sell him. Yeah, because you, right now, I mean, you just would take the hit. If that's what you want to do and you're you're just saying, that, you know what, clearance sale, fine. But that's that's the only way you could trade DeGrom right now. So we'll monitor that situation. It's just it really does feel like same old Mets, though. And they had all this uh, encouraging offseason stuff and, you know, got off to a decent start. But now all of a sudden they're 11 and 10 aces on the uh, on the IL. And it's and it's looking like same old, same old. Starling Marte collided with uh, Eric Gonzalez in a in a pretty ugly uh, collision there in the outfield as the two were chasing down a ball. Gonzalez uh, had a major injury. I believe he broke his clavicle, but uh, Marte hit the injured list with a an abdominal wall contusion. Interesting. It sounds um, like it's like bruised ribs. Yes, but abdominal wall contusion sounds much cooler. It does. It's unclear when he's going to return. This one could be one that you know can kind of linger for a little while too, and maybe even when he comes back, he's feeling a little sore and it could rob some of his power, which doesn't really have a whole lot to give away. So this one's kind of a bummer. This is one of those injuries too, where it's something in in your in your midsection that you wouldn't think affects stealing, but if it's pain, you know just kind of a pain where you can play, but it, it doesn't feel great. You're not going to run and then do a Dive diving slide stomach, where you yeah. bang right on your chest and stomach. So this could be one of those that inadvertently or that indirectly curbs some of the base running too for Stony Marte. I wouldn't like to see this. Plus, he was off to a brutal start, just a 623 OPS. And of course, we know that a, a brutal start can flip into a good one with one good week. We're still in that zone, but now he's not going to have that opportunity. How do you feel about Stony Marte with uh, with bruised ribs, aka an abdominal wall contusion? I don't think that they're going to rush him back if he's not 100%. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm not too worried. I mean, obviously, 
it's annoying to lose him. And surprise, surprise, I'm a huge Starling Marte fan, and I've got a number of shares. So uh, fortunately for my main event squad, not there, but other places, uh, I think he'll be fine once he's back. Uh, and surprisingly, the Pirates, like, be- I think it's still best team or best record in the National League. Uh, yes. So uh, they are they're going to try to compete now. And uh, I think it's really interesting because Brian Reynolds is a kind of really under the radar name. And he is going to come up and replace Marte in uh, in the roster and probably get a fair amount of playing time. Uh, and he's a guy who's got some pop and some uh, some speed uh, and a decent hit tool. And I think he could be a really interesting sleeper. Uh, that didn't get picked up in every main event league. Oh yeah, not not even not even close. So that is an interesting name, and we don't even NL tout for six bucks. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at him now. You know, had a good um, 88 game run last year at Double A. Uh, was off to a nice little 13 game start this year at Triple A. Uh, never has never really been bad coming up through the minors. Actually, came over from uh, from your your favorite team's organization, the He's Giants. Part of the McCutcheon trade. There you go. Uh, so okay. it was uh, him and Kyle Crick for, for McCutcheon. Uh, and Reynolds is one of those guys that he isn't necessarily – he doesn't have like a standout tool, uh, but he's more of a sum of all the all parts kind of guy. Yes. So I think I like he those could guys. Uh, hit for average, still get – well, I mean, who knows? And I think we'll talk about this a little bit with Cole Tucker. Uh, the power – game right now is so insane that a guy like Reynolds who probably would only be projected to hit 15 home runs the rest of the way has a legitimate shot if he can play full time or a full time role in that outfield to hit 20 maybe 20 plus it's it's back to 2017 specifically mm-hmm. when uh, you it's know worse. you have a guy Call, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's at a higher level. But when you when your guy gets called up, you look at his power profile, and you should add to it as opposed to normally we kind of regress things, smooth it out, jumping to the majors. Power's that metric where you're like, you know what? I project them for more punch now that they're at the majors, um, and so we can see that former teammate of Starling Marte. Austin Meadows went down and this one's a huge bummer because you know anyone dealing with injuries had their salvation in Austin Meadows who's been absolutely murdering 351 422 676 with six homers and three steals he goes down um with, with the right thumb strain no timetable right now that could be that could be major that that's the problem that that could really linger and be a problem all year you, we don't think so much about the digits, whether it's whether it's toes or fingers. I think we give them a little bit of short shrift in terms of uh, how important they can be to performance. And you talk about like uh, grip strength and all that. A, a strained thumb that can be brutal. And you get it sliding into bases. So even when he comes back, what if he stops stealing too? What, what, what if that what if that tamps Meadows' uh, desire to steal way down, and all of a sudden, you know, maybe gets five or six more the rest of the year, as opposed to who knows? You know, he was obviously on a massive pace, but you were thinking maybe like a 2020 kind of season. This stinks. Uh, this is absolutely brutal. It's looking like it's only going to require a few weeks, but we don't know the timetable for sure. I think he's How getting an MRI today, isn't he? So we'll, we'll, okay. we should know more uh, today. Yeah, the so. latest news I'd seen was from early this morning, and Eric uh, Neander, the GM, said 
uh, hoping it'll require only a few weeks. But obviously, if you get more info on the on the MRI, it could be worse for Meadows. How are you feeling about this one? And are you are you doing any action with it outside of just putting him on your reserve for now? Uh, I put him on my reserve in the main event where I Jesus. have him. He was like my best player. Jeez. in the main event so this is going to be a running theme and a running joke because it's the only way i can cry from you know having lit only way on fire uh so uh and plus it's a tax write-off if i talk about it (laughs) so uh yeah i mean i think you have to hold him he he was fantastic he was one of the best players in baseball uh until he went down and that includes like I'm pretty sure he started off like really slow in like the first week, and so he did. He's done all this damage pretty much uh, since what April 9th, uh, and so since what April 9th, that's pretty much what 11 days. He's hitting 450, 511, 875 with four home runs and two stolen Lord. bases. Uh, he's just at his WRC plus 266 over that period. So again, that's something that that has to uh, on the on the global scale has to hearten you with some guys that look brutal right now. In a 10 game span, you can completely flip the season still. Yet even on April 22nd, hell, even on May 1st, a 10 game run like that can completely flip what was a a bad. And I'm going to keep reiterating it because. I, I, I honestly, it just, it's so annoying to hear so-and-so's off to a slow start, like 20 games in. And it's like, if there's no analysis under it, like uh, their strikeout rates up to 40%, they're not walking or their hard contact. mechanically you know, look right. Yeah, yeah. If you don't come up with some of the reasons as to why you're not saying anything. And so that, and, you know, if all the metrics are in line and it's a tiny BABIP and, and a, you know, 2% homer to fly ball rate, then it's not a slow start. It's something that's going to flip. But, uh, yeah, you see in 10 games what Austin Meadows did, took his OPS from 757, slow start, only hitting 235, 316, 441, to 1097 OPS. So he's going to be out for a while. You got to hang on to him and you got to keep him as one of the last guys. You know, if your injuries pile up, he has to. You have to continue to make uh, adjustments to make sure you keep Meadows on the on the uh, reserve roster. I yeah, think. Yeah, for sure. I think he's he's too valuable, and the, I think some people are going to point to the Rays' hot start at the bad pitching that they face so far. That is what they're going to face. The best pitching in their division is on their team. Correct. And Boston's pitching is awful right now. The Yankees got some good pitchers, but Toronto's pitching. It was bad to begin with and just lost its two best pieces. Two best guys, and we're going to talk about one of them yeah. here in a moment. Uh, we're going to talk about Boston and Toronto losing guys, one of which the Boston guy wasn't even pitching that well. He had a good start finally for Nathan Ivaldi, and now he's down. Obviously, you can't really be surprised. You knew what you're getting into uh, with Nathan Ivaldi, uh, a loose body in his right elbow. That's weird to fit an entire body in your elbow, but uh, be that as it may, he had come off his best start. He looked sharp against the Yankees. Splitter was working. As somebody who was very much into uh, Eovaldi, I was encouraged. I was excited. And then, of course, this happened. So that's sweet. But uh, I feel like in like you know twelve, uh, of course, ten teamers. If you if you need the spot, if you only got a couple DL spot, uh, IL spots, or whatever. Got him. I, I think you can move on from Evaldi right now. It's not like somebody's necessarily going to go get him, and you can kind of w- play the wait and see game until he comes back. But how do you feel about Evaldi going to the IL? 
Yeah, I, I'm cutting him in 10 and 12 team leagues, 15 team leagues. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of teams who, you know, I know we joke about my main event team, but the injuries this year have just been awful. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of teams that really can't afford to hold people. And uh, so I have no problem cutting them really in any format where you're, you're in a roster crunch uh, because – even if he does come back, I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Yeah. And it's not like he was great when he was pitching anyways, outside of this last start, he was absolutely atrocious. So, uh, and who knows, they may, they may decide he goes into the bullpen and becomes uh, a Josh Hader type, which will have value, but not nearly kind of value that you need to hold on to until then. Correct. Exactly. And so I think that's a good point about Nathan Eovaldi. You can move on in a lot of formats. AL only, of course, hang on as, as long as you can. And even 15-teamers, if you can, you might as well. But but if you need that spot, then Eovaldi can then definitely be kicked to the curb. Uh, this one's an automatic cut. This is a bummer, dude. Like uh, This guy cannot catch a freaking break. Matt Shoemaker, done for the year, torn ACL. <sighs> Was having a brilliant start. Did you see how it happened? Because it's it was it was during a rundown. Yeah, it was really bad, and just you feel for it the was guy. Very he, clear. Yeah, yeah, because the guy gets. I, I put it in the rudder write up the the video, so uh, you can go over there and look for it if you're uh, if you're trying to trying to figure it out at home. Uh, it's yeah, it's unfortunate. He was in a lot of pain. It was clear what happened. Uh, he's done for the year. Uh, cutting in all formats. This is just this guy has not had caught a break since that comebacker hit him in the head. And uh, I was just about to bring that up because that is the 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 worst part is that like he battles back from getting domed and you know off to a, a, a again a brilliant start looking really sharp and this is how it, it go it goes down and and kind of ruins his season. I just I feel terrible, man. Yeah, me too. It just absolutely sucks. So Matt Shoemaker's a cut, unfortunately, uh, again, during a rundown. And like like Justin said, go read the Roto write-up, which you should be reading every morning anyway. But you can see how it happened. And it does highlight, by the way, how seemingly innocuous plays can be. You know, when you're out there playing, I know baseball is seen as like, you know, not uh, the the most overly athletic sport. And compared to some of the others, it, it, it is lower. But that doesn't mean they're not putting their bodies through a ton. And, and, you know, the, the change of motion of a rundown and, and kind of the sudden stops there rips uh, rips his AC, rips Mark, Matt Shoemaker's I mean, it, AC. It yeah. happened because he didn't want to bowl him over. And like exactly. That, I mean, he was, he was trying he was, to get out of the way. He was trying to be a good guy and not, you know. Not cause an injury to Chapman, perhaps. Yeah. And you know, he, he could have blasted in the Chapman and maybe busted up his knee or something. So, that's, yeah, it just it, it's it's unfortunate for him. Yeah, and by the way, um, I didn't include him, and I, I should have, so let's go ahead and put him on here. You mentioned their other guy that they lost, Aaron Sanchez, is going to hit the IL with a cracked fingernail. Again, sounds like one of those things where it's cracked fingernail. Well, well oh, better go get a pedicure or something, you know, or manicure, I guess that would be. But, you know, it sounds stupid and, and kind of innocuous. It's absolutely not. It, it is is very pressing issue. Blister also sounds like, oh, I've had a blister. Come on, go out there and pitch. Yeah, the, that's, the, that's, then go and throw 95 and do it. Like, exactly. That's like, your tool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're snapping off curveballs, too, the, the fingernails are important. And he's had these finger issues, which you also highlight in the Roto write-up. And that's a big deal for Aaron Sanchez. This is one of those where I cut him in a shallower league. I, I tried to cut him in the main event and got 
or didn't save it proper. I don't know what happened. Like, but all of a sudden, Aaron Sanchez is still on my roster. So, uh, he only left to start early. He didn't go to the IL. Pardon me on that. It was not an IL, but he was removed from his last outing. But I do worry about this because this is something that he's dealt with and was underlining his brutal season last year. And here's the thing, too. Big part of last year was, uh, and, and throughout his career has been walks. He's still walking a ton this year, you, even while the results have been nice with a 270-70 RA. It's a 135 whip because of 16 walks in 26 innings. So I'm nervous. Like I said, 10-teamer, I already jumped off the boat. I'm not yeah, taking I think he's probably going to the IL unless, unless we hear otherwise because I think the only reason they didn't make a move already is because they've got a day off today. They don't have oh, to okay. make a move. So, okay. Uh, that might be why they, they may yeah. they will most likely make a move if they're going to tomorrow. So uh, I hope they don't. I have lots of shares. He was one of my most owned players. I've uh, had a love affair so with cheap. Sanchez for a long time, and mm-hmm. he was really good this year uh, so far. So uh, when you watch Aaron Sanchez, it you you wonder how he's not one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's, like when you yeah. see him on. He's yeah. so disgusting, and he can look so good. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, People so hopefully this he was isn't one of the top pitching prospects in all of baseball for a long time. Yep, he could have been on the Mets in the RA Dickey deal. They gave him the option between Sanchez and Syndergaard. Uh, Jay's Jay's caught a bad one there. Um, all right, this one isn't shocking at all. Similar to the Evaldi one, uh, this guy I've, I've loved. You talk about your love affair with Sanchez. I've always loved Michael Waka, and he's going to the IL with a left knee patellar tendonitis. He he hadn't been that great this year. Four sixty four ERA, one fifty nine WHIP. It wasn't it wasn't going all that well. So he's kind of a fringe guy anyway. But now he's in the IL. He just doesn't he just doesn't have the 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 full season in him. It seems. I, I mean, he did start thirty games back in twenty seventeen. He does have two thirty start seasons, but it just seems there's always something going on with Michael Waka. I treat him similar to Eovaldi. I'm cutting him in the shower leagues without incident. And then in maybe a 15-teamer or an NL only, I kind of play it by ear. If I need the spot, though, he gone. What do you think about Michael Waka going to yeah, the IL? Yeah, if you had him in a shower league, you you aren't doing very well because he, he shouldn't have been on your team anyway. <laughs> That's point. true. So, you probably already should have been gone. I agree yeah, with you. And so right. I don't have a problem cutting him really in any format other than maybe NL only. Uh, you got to wonder if this knee issue has been troubling him the entire season because that walk rate is insanely high. Actually, hang on. Let's let's look at the game log here. Oh, well, the last two games he only yeah. walked one each. So Because he had 12 walks through his first two starts, which eight, he only gave up two earned runs. Eight in his eight, second start. Eight walk outing against San Diego. And then How he got pummeled not, for seven yeah, by the he, Dodgers. He didn't give up anything, though, in terms of runs for San Diego. One, one earned run on eight walks and three pretty minutes. impressive yeah. quite honest honestly the the bulk of the damage was against the dodgers so i could see why people would still have him in shallower leagues thinking three of the four starts have been good by results um and then the last two starts like you said only one walk each so he kind of got I over can't that imagine people have them though they I mean if if they experience that san diego start and then the you dodgers probably turn start, you're, you're yeah. probably not gonna start him at milwaukee so you that's a good point that's a good him. point he does have two starts at Milwaukee, though, where he's given up three earned in six innings, which or in 12 innings total, which is pretty good for Waka. But he's going to be out for a while now. And so I would just uh, wait to see what happens when he comes back. But he'll probably be, be available everywhere. And I could see him down the line being somebody we talk about as a, a big pickup. But for now, it's the hard uh, part is in that so, division. There's so many good teams is he's going to play so many great teams 
down the stretch. So it, it's nerve wracking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you don't really want to face any of them except for Pittsburgh, and they're they're twelve and seven, but their offense isn't really scary. It's been pitching that's been getting them through. So, um, yeah, I I agree with you on that point for sure. And uh, so we'll see what happens with walking down the line. Last one here, kind of feel bad for this guy a little bit too. Uh, just as he was getting going. And and really starting to uh, do some damage to the 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 opposition. Scott Kingery is felled by an injury. Uh, he was he was rallying here, but now he's going to go on the IL with a right hamstring strain. Now he wasn't a starter, but he was maybe you know carving out that nice super utility role. And he'd really he'd really done his damage all in kind of a little seven game stint here, five of which he started. But he had two home runs and uh, he was 10 for 24 that out of 13 total hits. So, again, he, he just had carved out some playing time here, had some starts, really took advantage and was looking great. And then now he hits the IL. Is there any league format where you're holding Scott Kingery still? No. No, I don't think I am. Uh, another guy that I drafted on my main event team. Uh, just want to mention that. But. I think you, I know the the hot start was really encouraging, uh, but I just can't imagine that he would have continued it anyways. Uh, I think you just kind of move on and, and go grab the next guy. Yeah, I think so too, uh, because I'm just again because of the role. It, it's such a big deal. It's like, well, where was he? He wasn't even playing full time. So we'll see what happens with Kingery when he comes back. Maybe he becomes an interesting ad down the line as well. And so those are the big injuries. Big, big weekend of injuries. Very brutal. Uh, let's talk now about some of the big pickups of the week because there was a lot of spending. Like the names aren't necessarily going to jump out and be like, whoa, these these guys are crazy. I think last week kind of had some bigger names. But this week, there was a lot of activity in a lot of leagues. I know uh, Scott Jensted was talking about how he had like 40 uh, guys that went for 50 plus or something like that. Maybe it wasn't that many. Maybe it was 40 total players, but then like uh, 12 or 15 of them were 50 plus dollars. I think that's what it was because 40 plus guys at $50 would be insane. Every, everybody would be out of money. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be crazy. But your league had one, two, three, four, six five, guys six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Your your league had twelve at fifty plus, including six over a hundred. So there was a lot of movement this week. Uh, let's talk about the guy uh, who I alluded to earlier, replacing Judge. Now looking at a full time role for himself, Alex Chamberlain's boy, Mike Talkman. By the way, I want to give a hat tip to Carson Sestouli too. He would regularly include him in the Fringe Five back when he was with Colorado. And so he's got to be out there in the world, uh, you know, pleased that that a former favorite of his, even even though he's off doing his own thing, Carson is, he's got to be happy to see that Talkman's getting an opportunity. Has three homers, has a 100-point split in OBP and batting average, 242, 342, and then a 636 slug. Going to get a roll here. What do you think of Mike Talkman? He, he was a big pickup this week. How do you feel about him? I picked him up in TGFBI. So I think he's going to get a role and with the judge injury, I think it's solidified at least for the time being. What'd you, what'd you pay for him in TGFBI? That's a good question. 30 something bucks. I think way to be an idiot, dude. I paid 22. Get on my level dog. (laughs) Let me see. But I overpaid too. Uh, I paid 30. Yeah. $3 was my backup. What was your backup? $31, $7 was my backup. See, I, I feel like he he was weird because I, I got him in another league too. I think I got him in an online championship where I quote-unquote overspent. 
for some reason, I don't think he was being treated as like one of the bigger pickups by a lot of people because the the winning bid was usually pretty high, but then the secondary wasn't there, and it seemed like each league had their talkman lover. But I was kind of surprised. I paid ninety seven in in one of the twelve teamers, and nine was the backup. I thought a guy with you know a, a path on on full time role right. Now, I understand the guys are going to start to come back, but if he plays just like with Clint Frazier, they're going to find they're going to figure it out. So I just want to take a shot on a bat that I thought could be something. What do you realistically see here for Mike Talkman? I mean, I think he's a guy that in the short term can offer uh, some power. He probably not. He's probably going to platoon uh, a little bit, I think, but. With who? Uh, who the hell could they, they could they possibly put in? They don't have any players. Yeah. They don't even have a bench. I, I heard they're using no bench, right? Or Reggie Jackson's on the bench. Never mind. I just saw it. That's a fair research. argument because yeah, they they don't really have anybody. Because my, I mean, Mike Ford is actually in the lineup. Mike Ford. That's not probably, even a real player. He, he's probably go. I used him in DFS the other day. You cannot convince me that that's a real. No, dude, that's Tom Murphy's cousin, dude. <laughs> that's Tuffy Gosowich's dad, right there. I don't know how that would work, that his dad would play after him. But you know what? Go with it. We're going with it. Um, yeah, Thyro Estrada, Tyler Wade, they're going to take Talkman's spot against lefties? I don't think so, Tim. Uh, I, I think, uh, I I think this is full-time role. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I don't know if you saw my tweet the other or, uh, yesterday. I was like, oh, man, it's a good thing they didn't overpay on Harper and Machado because they have enough <laughs> offense to carry them. Yep, yep, they got pl- plenty going there. Mm-hmm. Um, where's Harper going to play? Well, I, I, I can't even fathom where he could possibly play, dude. There's just not going to be room uh, for him. I, I know there's going to be, I'm going to get tweets of like, this is revisionist history. Of course it is, but it's, well, yeah, but it's don't funny. Pass and, up on talent and like, it just, uh, but, but I, uh, talk I, in, in fairness, people, uh, and yourself, you know, we're saying it at the time too, like just get the star player and don't favor, you figure it you out. Know, the media, the medium yeah. talents over the transcendent talent, I think was, that was the point that folks were making when they were saying they should still, I was in favor of them getting Machado sliding Andahar over to first cause they didn't believe in Voight, mm-hmm. uh, or Greg Bird. That, that was my, uh, thing. Uh, Harper, I understood a little, little bit more, but I thought they for sure should have gotten Machado. Yeah, I I thought they should have as well. It didn't make a whole lot. I I thought it was like the perfect situation for them. So, I, I agree. Uh, but yeah, I think Talkman will be a full timer uh, for now, and you know we'll we'll figure it out when he comes. You know, ninety seven bucks, even if he's a full timer for three four weeks, he could earn that for me. I'm not too worried yeah, about paying that, even though a, I did over. Yeah, he's a uh, a lefty in in Yankee Stadium. This is not yeah. a. Uh, a bad situation for him if he knocks me in four or five home runs over the next few weeks. Uh, that's worth a price. Now he again, I just not. I guess I was just overrating him, and I, I didn't actually go from him in my, in my main. I didn't really have the the spot for Talkman, but I, if I would have, and I had to put a similar bid to what I did in the twelve teamer where I did need an offensive player, I'd have gotten him because he went for sixty three in my main. And I think he went for something very simple. Actually, he went dead even in yours. 63 in both of our mains with a 31 and 49 backup bid. So those were pretty optimized for those guys. Good good bids there. I think that could end up being a steal for Talkman, no? I think so, too. Even when Stanton and Hicks and all them come back, I mean, if he hits, like you said, they're going to get him in lineup. And it's not like 
Frazier has been the healthiest guy in his career. Uh, could so. DH him too. Yeah. You know, they, they could fit. They, again, I let that figure it out. And if he's as good as two people whose analysis I really like, Carson Sestouli and Alex Chamberlain, they know what they're doing, especially the fringe five was just a, a, a brilliant uh, a resource for fantasy players. I'm 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 going for it. So I, I went for it in a few weeks. I almost wish I'd have gone for it a little bit more in the main. Although, okay, I guess who would you have favored, Steven Duggar or Mike Talkman? I mean, just like in general, his talent. Just just in yeah, just in general, because I, I that's mean, Duggar because I, I would have got a little Duggar. bit more speed. Okay, um, but I did put a bid on Talkman, but it, it was one of those where it's like I'm probably not going to get him, but I will go for thirty one. Uh, you know, because I didn't need him. So, and I, I have to be a little bit tight on money in the main too. That's another reason I wasn't like super aggressive, and so I ended up getting somebody we're going to talk about later. And now my my situation in in TGFBI is similar, where my offense is straight fire, and my pitching staff is the thing that is uh, kind of keeping me from being in the top twenty in the overall. So, well, yeah, where are you where are you ranked? Uh, I think I dropped recently. Uh, but I, I, I'm I've the other been... way around. My my pitching is heat, and I've only got. So we need uh, to make a trade, is what you're saying. I was gonna say, we can, can we do cross league trades? Yeah, I, I'm sure NFBC super would be... team. Oh wow, I, I have dropped because I I've, I've been in the. Oh wait, no, that's <laughs> that's a main event overall, not TGFBI, <laughs> uh, and I'm like around 500 there. Uh, I'm 35th currently in the overall oh, nice. in the main event. Very I've been nice. kind of bouncing. Me and Vlad Sedler kind of going back and forth with uh, Eric Cross in in our league. Uh, 82nd, but I have five top 50 folks in my league. Yeah, I've got a number of. Pardon me, top 56 to to be truthful. So, uh, yeah, my TGFBI team is one of the teams, even though it sustained, you know, the Clevenger injury and he was my ace, uh, it's doing fairly well. So, uh, I, you know, hoping, though I know I won't compete probably in the main event, uh, TGFBI I feel is a, is a pretty, uh, big win if you can, if win a league there and, uh, for sure. So, and, and, or compete in the overall, so. Well, you can let me know if you got some of these guys. Let's stay in the AL East and uh, continue with another Mike. Michael Chavis is coming up. Uh, you know, I came up. I'm he's not, up. I would, or, yeah, not coming up. He's up. He's he's here. He's ready. He's playing. He's he's pretty much a full timer, I think, too, right off the top. I would never tell somebody you know, when they have to hang it up, but it certainly seems like it's it's time for Dustin Pedroia to do so. But he's free to do as he pleases. He goes back on the IL. But so does Eduardo Nunez. That's what makes this Chavis thing so uh, intriguing is because, again, there is a full-time role there at second base ready to go if he can hang on to it. Now, he had the big power breakout a couple years ago. Then he was popped for PEDs. Um, and, you know, of course, everyone equates the two instantly and said the only reason he got that power was because of PEDs. If they worked that well, then literally everyone would take them. It's just not how it works. But, uh, you know, maybe it kept him on the field for 126 games and that you can you can make that case. I'll, I'll accept that. But uh, I, I I think he just tapped into power that he had. Uh, last year, only 46 games, though. He didn't stay on the field, but d- did hit nine homers, had a 919 OPS this year. Uh, uh, you know, he was fine. He only played 12 games. I don't want to get hung up on that, but four homers already in 48 plate appearances. And now he comes up to Boston. 
I'm kind of intrigued by a 23 year old Michael Chavis, and he was a big, a big bid across many leagues this week. Uh, what do you think of Chavis in Boston? Uh, definitely very interested, especially since they're going to try to play him at second base. I don't know how well that defense will play there. Uh, cause I know he's sure. kind of come up as a third baseman, uh, and there was talk that they were going to move him to first. Uh, I worry that as soon as they get healthy guys back, that he gets sent back down. And I don't want this to be like a Tuki Toussaint. Uh, situation where everybody spent a hundred dollars in fab on him last week, and then he's already back down in the minor leagues. Like, but like, like we said, he would be. Um, yes, that's also because he got his face caved in. With Chavis, shouldn't he get some time to actually prove himself here? Because because Nunez and Pedroia are on the IL. You would think so, but a struggling team can't let people struggle out there. Well, true. Not yeah. I'm not saying that they would let him flail, but if he's holding his own. Um, and Chavis has, you oh, know, if he's even holding a, his own, I think he'll play. Even like a mid seven hundreds OP. Like, where are they going to go though? Too. That's the thing. Like, what would they really do? I guess maybe put Pierce at second base. Steve Pierce. Yeah, I guess they don't have a ton. Because I don't know options. what. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lin, they, brought, they brought up Lynn. He's a defensive guy, but like, yeah, I, I guess you're right. If, if Chavis doesn't hit, but I, I think folks are expecting that he could hit. Uh, he went big in your main, 175 to a secondary of 63. So uh, I was the S- secondary. <laughs> oh, SRWH just went for it. You wouldn't have got him in mine either, but you'd have been a lot closer. He went 91 against the 71, so that's a pretty pretty solid. Well, uh, with him, I was going to be replacing uh, a healthy player, so it wasn't as big it wasn't of a, a need. need for me to replace him, whereas – I did kind of go a little bit all in on Cole Tucker, who we'll talk about in yeah, a second. Yeah, we'll get to in just one moment. But we had to put all the mics together, so let's move over. You you mentioned Tuki Toussaint, and then Michael Soroka. Mike Soroka came up. I think he's Michael on our on our site, so I'm used to calling him that, even though he goes by Mike Soroka. But uh, he had a brilliant start. I think it was on Thursday while we were podcasting, or just before we podcasted. Right before, and we yeah. wondered, uh, you know, what would happen? Would this be a one and done? Well, he pitched brilliantly, and we we're like, "Well, what if Tuki, you know, doesn't do well?" And boy, did he handle that because he got pummeled, and as you mentioned, gets sent back down. And now it's looking like Soroka's going to have his opportunity. So he was a big bid guy, one eighty-one to one seventy-one or one eighty-nine to one seventy-one yearly. That's damn optimized. I was the one seventy-one. Oh, that's tough, dude. Um, in my league, you wouldn't have gotten him either because he went for two ten. He doubled up the secondary at 105. You know what's weird, by the way, about some of the way these things parallel, like how uh, Talkman went for 63 in both of our leagues? Soroka was cut for the exact same person in both of our leagues, Adam Wainwright. How weird is that? Like, what are the odds? That's just so wild. But, uh, yeah, so he was a big— that people have rostered Adam Wainwright this late into the season. That's that's pretty funny, yeah. I like that. Uh, But, yeah— it was a bummer. I really wanted him, and obviously, with a you know almost two hundred dollar bid to not get him is is uh, a bit of a bummer. I I like I said I think last week I think Soroka has the job as long as he's healthy. Did you get him in any of your leagues, TGFBI or or where was he available, Doug? Uh, any of your twelve team online championship? I don't know that he was available. Uh, oh, actually, I do think I got him there. Let me yeah, go. I got I got him in my online. Uh, um, let me go double. Oh no, he went for 182 uh, in my my online championship. In I a ended 12 up with, teamer? 
Yeah, I went. I, I ended up with Cole Tucker, Delano DeShields, uh, I got him Elias, and Merrill Carroll, Kelly. I haven't quite figured out the twelve-team cadence yet. I, I, uh, I my bids aren't great there, but I did in one of them get Soroka and Ryan McMahon at seventy-six and seventy-four respectively. So I, felt I almost pretty wonder if people that. are going to be are more aggressive in the twelve teams because there's there's more guys that you can get with a dollar later on in See, the season. You would think that, but then I, I, I end up overbidding. I, I, I would think that I think that's the approach I take, but then I think it goes the other way, is that they, they are less aggressive on the top tier because like I can just get somebody else or wait till next week when another host of interesting um, names comes up. I got him in my main event qualifier. Okay, okay. So that's uh, that's Mike Soroka. We like him. We think he's got the job for a while, and he could really take off. I think he could actually be a game changer, to be quite honest. So I understand going big. Um, I never had a chance at him in the main because I just I couldn't put a two ten. You know, I couldn't. Even if I would have loved him, I think I'd have been somewhere in your range, one seventy one. I think one seventy five is probably where I would have capped it. So I was never going to get him. But uh, yeah, I have to be a little bit tight with money. Now let's get into Cole Tucker who was a, a big-time pickup and actually the, um, the the main hitter this week, picked up in 38 leagues. Do you want to guess what his max is if you don't know it already? Oh, what max is bid. max bid? I'm going to guess someone dropped 350. Higher. And it was Dalton Del Don, by the way, I'll tell you. Oh, uh, my I God. Yahoo's own. Dalton, what would you do? He popped 420 on him. <laughs> That's really was, funny. Was he on? Was he on his 420 celebration when he did that? Uh, yeah, I. Guess. I, lo- I what was Dalton. the secondary I, bid? Two sixty seven. So I mean, it was a it was a big secondary, but not. I mean, that's that's a lot that's a, of extra put in. That's a lot, and to put in on a guy like, don't get me wrong, I spent hundred and seventy one on him. But that's not four twenty, man. In the main event, but there one. My offense is decimated. Yeah, uh, I think the toughest part, just to finish on on Dalton, is that the need wasn't really there. He's he's forty seven p- hitting points to thirty pitching, and you know it doesn't even look like he's going to start for him based on what I'm seeing here. It doesn't like he cut Brad Boxberger, so I think that, that's the part that gets me. But I'm not here to like I'm not crapping on it. I just he was the he was the in, high one on his, on Cole Tucker. In in his defense, how many real impact players are going to come up? True, and Tucker could be dynamic because we just the phenomenon that we just talked about of adding punch to somebody's profile when they come up that you didn't really see in the minors because they come up to this this level with with the way the ball's carrying and everything. If he can hit, you know, even 15 homers, it's not that he has to take off and be a mid 20s homer guy, but if he's like a 15 homer guy the rest of the way, his speed is game changing. Yeah. 47 and 35 steals the last two years for Cole Tucker. He already had five in triple or in uh, in uh, yeah triple A in, in 66 plate appearances. Yeah, nothing. I mean, he's he he's one of those guys. He's not like blazing fast, but just really quick. really good instincts and quick. Yep. Uh, and I think one of the things that really surprised me was how hard he hit that home run, uh, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people look at him as oh he's a guy who. Probably isn't going to get double-digit home runs, but he could steal you 20 to 30 bases. And I think we're taught with, with the way the ball is flying out of these parks uh, that there is a legit shot that he could be like a 10-25 uh, yeah. guy or oh maybe even 15-25 kind of guy 
Uh, and he's got a he's got a decent hit tool. And I think uh, you know it was something I mentioned in the Roto write up that got someone was like, well, how does how does a power grade change? I was like, because the environment we're in, the yeah, guys it, it, the guys who've exactly. got fifty grade power, you know, maybe a few years ago were only going to hit fifteen home runs, but now that could be twenty five. Yeah, the ball is. The ball in the environment, it, it's just different. And so we, we saw it. We even saw it last year. I referenced 17 earlier, but we saw it last year too. I, I, and even talked about it on the show where you add punch to guys when they come up because of the environment. Now, we, I think we are starting to see in AAA, uh, there's been some early studies showing that maybe they have some of these major league balls down there, the way the ball's been flying there. So maybe you don't have to I add that, as much. I think that's confirmed that they do have major league balls. They, there you go. That, but But to that point, Cole Tucker had three homers already too. So he was at three homers, five steals in 66 plate appearances. So you understand why folks were ready to, to go ahead and take a shot and see, could this be the guy who just is that, is that fire starter who just does a bit of everything. I will say this too. I mean, I probably would have put a few extra bucks on just for the personality, which is a stupid reason to bid, <laughs> but I loved the kid, dude. The interview was, was electric. I was really impressed by him too. And, you know, again, that that means nothing. There are assholes who are dominant. There are good guys who are total trash bags. Like that, that plays nothing. But uh, definitely rooting for Cole Tucker. And, well, and you did get him for one, uh, one seventy one. So that was your that was your bid of the and, week, right? One seventy one. It was, and I did put a few extra bucks on him, not because of uh, his personality, but because he's a very, very good defensive player. It was one of the things that uh, Kylie and Eric. On uh, on our site, uh, kind of talked about is that he is a he was already defensive player coming into the season. They didn't quite know, I think, how the bat was necessarily going to play right away. Uh, but the defense keeps him locked in, and like you said, it was Gonzalez is uh, going to be out for a while with a broken clavicle. So I think he's and got he's this. not good. Yeah. So, so when Gonzalez comes back, yeah, Cole Tucker doesn't even have to be tearing the cover off the ball to, to hold that mm-hmm. job. Eric Gonzalez is a backup utility infielder, should have never been starting. By the way, you mentioned the defense. Give a little bump to uh, Tyon Archer, Musgrove, mm-hmm. Williams, and Lyles as well, that uh, that pitching staff there for Pittsburgh. So Cole Tucker was the big hitter of the week. He was picked up in the most leagues. The pitcher who was picked up the most is actually not Mike Soroka because he was in uh, he was already picked up in a lot of leagues or held. It was actually uh, Jared Eikhoff, who we mentioned when he took uh, Nick Pavetta's spot here. Looking like he's going to be the guy in in Philly for a little while. What's your outlook on uh, on Jared Eikhoff and were you in on him, uh, assuming he was even available in your uh, in your main? Uh, yeah, I put a bid on him. Uh, I did not get him. He Were went, you the backup? Were you the forty-two? Uh, fifty. Oh, oh no, you went I'm fifty-three. In I'm in the wrong league again. Uh, let's see. No, I think I put like thirty-one. Okay. Okay. So you uh, might have been third. Uh, odd him. So yeah, I, I don't think I was part of the top two. Uh, I've fallen for the Jared Eikhoff experience before, and I've always been one of those guys that really kind of dug him. So I'm <laughs> hoping. Uh, even though I'm with I, you. even though I didn't get him, uh, I'm I'm very encouraged by kind of the first outing and I think healthy Eikhoff is good. Like that's the is. thing. Like you know we're we're few, we're several years removed now from his big 2016 season when he put up 197 innings of quality work. 
Um, and then it came back to the pack quite a bit in 2017. But then he, he basically had a lost year last year, only five in the third innings at the majors. So I think a healthy Eikhoff is still useful uh, for sure. The one concern I have is that he does have a home run issue throughout his career. And, of course, with the way the ball is flying this year, we're going to bring up that that's, that could be a major issue. But I think he can get some strikeouts. He's going to have support of a quality team. I think Eikhoff was someone to go ahead and chase, especially with the way the pitching landscape has been. He can be a nice, solid, mid to high threes ERA sort of guy with a solid whip because he doesn't walk a lot of guys. Well, and I, I wonder if being a little bit older and going through what he's gone through, if he's just a smarter pitcher nowadays. Yeah. Uh, because he's going to be one of those guys that his fastball is awful. It always has been. Uh, so he needs to use that curveball to get ahead. Uh, and kind of pitch from behind. Uh, and so the sequencing is going to be a big deal for him. And, pitch backwards, you mean. Yeah, sorry, p- pitch backwards. Uh, and, I mean, he what, he threw 33% uh, curves? Yeah, and I love that. 40, yeah, like lean into it. Yeah, fastball. So, yeah, if we can uh, – if he can – can I continue to do that? I'm definitely going to be interested. I don't know that I got any shares because I think everybody was kind of on him uh, this week. So – yeah, he was also picked up in 38 leagues, just like Cole Tucker. They were the top two pickups of the week. Pulling up the board here, he gets Miami at home, too. So that might have added a few extra bucks, too, to get that first start. You know, obviously, we talk about the whole uh, it's marathon versus sprint, but we are still playing a weekly game here. And so when you can get a setup with Miami right off the right off the rip— that uh, that definitely encourages you, and that's exactly what Jared Eikhoff is going to get. So he'll be an interesting one to watch. I do think he can stick to to the point where you know if yeah, um, he's going to replace him. I mean, Pavetta was awful. So exactly, but even if Pavetta came back, you know, I don't think it's guaranteed that Eflin and Velasquez just have this unlimited leash. So even if Pavetta fixed himself, those two would have to be looking over their shoulder in Eflin and Velasquez. So we'll see how that goes. Um, let's talk about the guy I got in my main here. <laughs> Because he has Why? 80 billion home runs. I know, but that's like – like we talk about guys like Votto who might be like due. Like he's yeah, under like – like, is there yeah, an I, underdo? I know. Like I, I – I, you know, I already missed – like I didn't pay. I didn't pay anything for uh, Tommy Lestella's who we're talking about here. 18 bucks um, just to – honestly – for the positional flexibility was the main reason that I was bidding on him. And I cut a guy who I do like, but has been terrible. And I have a ton of first base options. So I cut Justin Bohr, his teammate and Listella has second and third. So it was really just one of those things where I had to open up my flexibility. I got Ryan McMahon back, uh, missed the two homers, which is so sweet, dude. So freaking cool. Love that. Not pissed, not angry at all. Very cool, very neat, and very happy. Uh, but I have I have uh, Miggy trash, uh, Christian Walker, and Wilmer Flores, Ryan McMahon, and Dan Vogelbach all qualifying at first base. I did not need Justin Bohr, so I picked up Lil Stella. Eighteen dollars on an eight dollar backup. He's got eight billion homers. I uh, I, I I don't know, dude. Like I don't, I don't even like. Why are the Angels like? Don't get me wrong, you play him while he's hot, right? And you ride sure. a hot streak, and I'm sure that's what you're doing and other people in fantasy are doing because it's obviously not going to continue. But, like, what are the Angels even doing running him out there? Like, David Fletcher should be playing every day. It's not like David Fletcher has been Just, bad. And, and what, he, what's, what, what's David Fletcher do well, though? 
well, he's been murdering right-handers so far this year, and they're putting him Which on the— Which is funny, because I was going to say, because, that, yeah, that's his platoon, is to not play <laughs> so, like, against right— he, He's hitting 359 against right-handed pitching so far this year. That's and it's crazy. super small sample, of course, but he's still a t- career 296 against righties in 216 plate appearances. Or, like, doesn't or have six bats. homers like Tommy Lestella well, of course does. not. Oh. So, oh, well, here's the thing. Because he's still getting play Fletcher. You can still play Fletcher, put Lestella at third. Yeah, because Cozart mm-hmm. has been a bum. Cozart, Cozart's been a little bit better. He looks like he's starting to turn it around. Uh, he can't look worse than he did. Well, yeah, because he started start off like no joke. Like I think his his batting average just, like over the first two weeks was like 096, I want to say. Oof. It was, yo, it was yo, really bad. So this 102 that he's got right now. He's surging. He's, uh, well, yeah, no, he's, 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 what, I mean, no, I, feel, to your I, feel point, bad, I feel bad for that guy, like, oh, yeah, I mean, he was having, well, he got paid, so don't, yeah, he got paid, you know, I'm not, exactly. and I'm not saying, like, I'm not, I'm not being that guy, like, if they have money, you can never feel bad for anybody, but, like, at least he did get paid, you are saying that, that, though, no, I'm not, though, because <laughs> uh, it does suck to, you know, watch someone just struggle, and health has been a major concern for mm-hmm. Cozart, and that's, pr- that's pretty much derailed thing. the breakout. By the way, you understated it. First 13 games, he was hitting 030, and in one game, he goes 3 for 4 and pops it all the way up to 108, so he's hitting 192 over his last eight games, <laughs> and that's a surge for Zach Cozart. So there is room to to keep playing um, Lestella <laughs> and the, David Fletcher. Over that period, he's got a 4 WRC+. plus. Sick. He's surging, dude. Awesome. He's absolutely surging. Which means uh, he's got to be worse over the course of the full season. I want to see which what means his... he was minus. He's minus. That's... He's got to be minus. Let's see. Over... Negative 33 for the season. Yeah. WRC plus. Got to be minus. That's, that's amazing. That's rough there. Uh, all right. So that's Tommy Lestella. Again, you know, kind of ride it out. Positional flexibility. Uh, that, that's exactly why I picked him up. Uh, Danny Santana's been playing a lot in Texas with the Rugnet Odor out. Uh, this is a guy who you know can run a bit, plays a bunch of positions. I kind of put him in the in the sort of Listella bucket, though. Not that he's hit six homers like this, but uh, you know he's at, he has three steals. He's hitting well right now. He just kind of ride it out. He's twenty eight. I don't have any like expectations here. He does have a twenty steal season on his ledger, which he got in one hundred and one games, and uh, he has fifty one total steals. In the majors, let me see. That's um, let me do a little quick quick maths here. Twenty per five hundred plate appearances. So if he does carve out playing time, or if something uh, comes to be where Odor or somebody else, because Danny Santana can move around the field, he could be a, a stolen base option. Do you have any love for uh, for Danny Santana, and, and was he a consideration in your league? I think he's a short term pickup. He wasn't. He's, I don't think he's. Uh, I think I might have grabbed him in an AL only. Okay. Um, he went but, for a 109 in your mate. Holy moly. Whoa, really? I didn't I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, aggressive. Yeah, no, that's that don't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Too late. He already did. Where you where was that tip for him the other day? Oh, oh well, this is remember the like the, the guy that I talked about last week that I yeah. sat next to. Yeah, it's that guy. So, uh the one the one where I was like, "Oh, at least I'm not finishing in last." Um, him and I battling for the for the for the seller right now because of all my injuries. But and he also put 101 on the next guy we're talking about, Homer Bailey. So, uh, yeah, don't don't do that because he's he, Odor's already started baseball activities. He should be back in the next week or two. Santana okay. goes to the bench. Another guy I feel bad for though because like he 
like was starting to you know put things together career wise, and then he had that bad car accident. Yeah, uh, that kind of derailed him. So something I, I hope, completely out of his control that yeah. that totally took him. Yeah, someone you know, sideswiped him and his wife, right? Like, it's yep. just, so, it was bad. It was yeah. scary there for a moment too. I mean, it's just good that he's in the league and and still grinding uh, because it. I remember when it happened. It was it was scary. Yeah. So. All right, so. that's Danny Santana, short-term guy. You kind of look at uh, AL only is really the, where you, where you would really care about him. Uh, you mentioned Homer Bailey's next, and that uh, he he went for a hundo, uh, 101 against a 53 backup. Let's see what he went for in my league, 68 against 64. Now that is optimized right there. Obviously, you can you can get better. You can be one dollar over, but 68 versus 64, that's pretty good. I'm gonna let you take the wheel here because I'm torn because I want this to work because I like him. I loved. Homer Bailey with the Reds. Jason and I were obsessed with good Homer Bailey. And there was a version. I don't want to hear any bullshit from anybody. There was a good Homer Bailey. Y'all shut your stupid mouths. I remember how how high you were on, we on loved good it. Homer Bailey. Yes. And so, you know, he's got two guys out there rooting for him. But let me just give you a rundown here before I let you take the wheel of whether or not you're buying this at all. His last 232 innings spread out over four seasons so that tells you the kind of health he's been through is a 625 era 168 whip the strikeouts are down the walks are fine but that doesn't matter when everything else is going wrong uh, 11.8 hits 1.5 homers per nine it's been bad but it's been injury derailed too so to pretend that he just sucks because he forgot how to pitch i think misses the point he's looking healthy so far this year one of the appealing things I thought was going to be that he had a two-start, but now I'm not sure that it's lining up that way. I, so I don't know. It's looking like he's not going to get the two-start, although one, two, three, four. Yeah, depending on how Brad Keller's suspension, it could still happen because um, Bailey could then get the Sunday start. But he's going to be at Tampa Bay. He's striking guys out. The splitter looks great. Go. What do you think? Is, this, is there anything here? It would not surprise me if he was a usable pitcher in a 15-team mixed league. I love the rest you. of the way. The velocity. We talked about the velocity uh, being up on the fastball uh, in, uh, in in spring training. It, that hasn't necessarily stuck, uh, but his velocity is pretty much where it wa- where it kind of was at its peak last year. So that's a good sign that he could maybe gain a tick or two. Mm-hmm. It, the split when like I said, when the splitter's going, he can be effective, and he's pitching. One of the things that killed him in Cincinnati was pitching in Cincinnati in that you know awful park. Yeah, home um, run haven. Yeah, and that that is the danger of splitters. When you've got the mm-hmm. feel for it, it's great. But when you hang it, it's a home run. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. Masahiro Tanaka. That's Kevin Gosman. That is the problem, and that but, would be the the worry going forward with Bailey. You're in. He's in Kaufman, which yep. will help uh, a little bit. And good uh, defenders. Very good defenders. I I wouldn't be rushing out to grab him. He's giving up a ton of hard contact and not inducing very much of all or very much soft contact at all. So that is a little bit troublesome and who knows how long he can stay healthy for. But if mm-hmm. you can get him on the cheap and ride him for right now, I would. Go ahead, and I, I did grab him. I think in an AL only in one fifteen team mix, but only spent like two bucks. You That's know? the thing too. Like it, spending a hundred bucks on him 
he, I, I couldn't he, even I couldn't yeah. advocate that. I, I I couldn't. You know, the the best I could do was maybe like a like a 50 60 the the 60s that were spent uh the one that was spent in my league 68 I can get behind that and I do wonder and again I don't want I don't want to overrate myself or anything like that or think that people do things to to counter me so I don't know if this guy Cerebro um you know was seeing my tweet about him or knows that I like him or anything I don't know if he listens to the pot I don't know anything about that but he put 68. I wonder if he thought my dumbass was going to put 69 because I did put. I've put a lot of 69 dollar bids out this year, and I wonder if he was trying to stick them with me <laughs> on a on a max bid type. Of, not that you would. Not that you. Um, not that it's uh, a situation where you know I wouldn't have to pay the 69 even if it was a four dollar bid. But just to be like, ha, you know, I either can get them or Spore can have them at 69. I don't know, but it is funny that he went 68. I will I have say no I'm pretty that, sure he was one of the uh, main event uh, Hall of Famers that was in my draft. There you go. I mean, he knows uh, what he's doing. And um, he did not recognize me, but he knew you um, when I, I talked to him after the, okay. the, the, the main event. So uh, would not be surprised. Uh, it would not surprise me if he uh, was just trying to stick it to you. But That'd be funny. He's also, like I said, main event Hall of Famer. Uh, total beast. Total beast, yeah. What's his team name in your league? Do you know? He is he in my league. He's pairing with someone, so uh, which is, he usually does. So it goes under the name I think Emma. So he's the uh, the the one that's like all like different letter or different capitalization. Renegade. The teenage Wayne, wasteland thing. The teenage wasteland. Yeah, that's him. Oh well, that makes a lot more sense on the Wainwright thing then, because it's the same person. Oh, it's the same team. There you go. They, the, the the Soroka for Wainwright thing is a lot less uh, coincidental at that point. Then yeah, yeah and he was the yeah he was the guy because I remember talking to him about his strategy afterwards, and we were talking about because he drafted Chris Paddock, and uh, and a bunch of uh, guys who were like he drafted Rich Hill and uh, and Ross Stripling and uh, and I was like I don't know how that's gonna work real well if if these guys are getting bounced around you don't have DL spots he goes oh I make it work. I was like, all right. Well, you know, and he had a huge week in my league. And I did do that, you know, overbid on, on Soroka 210 versus 105. But then he was really sharp on Bailey, uh, pretty sharp on Talkman 63 versus 31. You're not you're not crying over that. 58 to 46 on Eikhoff. Uh So he picked up four of the key guys that we just talked about and did pretty well on three out of the four. And if you if Soroka is your guy and you're just like, I got to freaking get him, I can. 210 is not the end of the world. I don't know what his budget was coming in. It just is a bummer to see only 105 there. I, if I was him, if I could have used Soroka or had the budget to like really go after him, I would have been well above 105 too. So it does. It makes sense that you would think that you would have a higher secondary bid there. So that was kind of weird. I'm not, not going to question him either because, I mean, like he was the guy that they put into the Hall of Fame this year, and they, yeah. were, they were reading off his resume. It was insane. It I was, was in the. I was in the. Yeah, room. like ridiculous. Like has won like eighty five percent of his online championship and draft <laughs> champions leagues. One. Like, I'm not going to question anybody because so far I suck at main events. So I I'm not here to 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 <laughs> trash anybody's. I'm going to trash right people now. because I'm getting trashed left and right. <laughs> like, but until until I do something. I, I, you know, I'll raise my eyebrow at stuff, but I'm not going to flat out trash anything until until I can put a pelt on the wall, which I am nowhere near doing right now. But you know what? 
not giving up. The Charlotte Wieners will rise again. Uh, this <laughs> if team, this if team. I cash with my team this year. That would be uh, one of the big – they should put you in the Hall of Fame. I yeah, I, I think I should get, like, you know, a portion of the overall money. Just just if, just if, little, I, can, just if little, I can just get taste. into the top three of my league with – no joke, at this point, I have 12 guys from my original team – or, sorry, 11 guys from my original draft that are still on – or healthy and active on my roster. Jesus. 11 out of 30. Like it's brutal. It's like it's it's been ridiculous. And like I said before, I currently have you know for those who don't play NFBC, you've got the uh, little red suitcases yeah. that uh, that say uh, how many injured guys or who's injured on your team. And I currently have, I believe, I should probably just go to it. Uh, I believe I've got ten suitcases, which <laughs> means I have got sorry, eleven. I have eleven suitcases on oh my. on my team. You do not have an IL, and that means I've got four guys who are currently. Now that can be day to day too, so they're yeah, not one all of them's IL, Joey Votto. They're hurt. Yeah, ten, they're hurt. Ten, one's Joey Votto, and ten are are actually guys who are on the IL. Like I've got three guys in my active roster that are currently on the IL because that's just the way my life is right just, now. That's just where it's and at. That's let's after talk. dropping people. Yeah, let, let, let's let's uh, close out talking about a few of the guys that that you did get that weren't necessarily high volume pickups, but that you ended up picking up. Carlos Gonzalez. Robert Stevenson and and Joe Biagini. Um, that was the order that you paid thirty five for Gonzalez, twenty eight for Stevenson, two for Joe Biagini. So obviously we can kind of toss him to the side. But Stevenson and Cargo are, are, are I don't kind think of we should talk and toss him to the side. Okay, then let's talk about all three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Talkman. Uh, let's see, uh, Cargo. He's playing every day in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, and I, didn't they cut uh, what's his Hanley. name? Hanley. Hanley. So. Uh, he's gonna play every day, and he's hitting decently already. Hit, batting fifth behind uh, uh, Carlos Santana, uh, and it's uh, you know it's it's an offense that's gotten a little bit better now with Lindor back, and Could, couldn't be worse. As long as he's healthy, I think he's gonna hit. Like I don't think he's one of those guys that's gonna stink up a lineup. So and, th- and thirty-five uh, bucks, you know, you just you just put you, you need any guys who can play too. And, uh, at this point, he, yeah, I just need guys who's gonna guys who are gonna be on the field every day. And he's upright right now, and they're gonna platoon Naquin instead of him. So good because Naquin, I'm so over. I know I roast him like every week, but it's because I can't I can't understand why he's still in the lineup. Honestly, and and like regularly batting in a prominent spot too, it just frustrates batting, me. Batting in front of your boy Jake Bowers. So, so Jake Bowers is an elite player. Uh, Robert Stevenson, former big-time starting prospect, has moved to the bullpen. Credit to those prospect mavens out there. There were a lot of them who saw this coming. And, so, you know, it just takes a while. Of course, a team's going to try these guys out as starters as long as they can. It just doesn't look like it's going to happen as a starter. But as a reliever, so far, it's looking like, hey, we might have something here. So he's been nasty. You need something to stabilize your, your rotation and get some strikeouts. What do you think about Robert Stevenson? And do you think he could ascend into a more favorable fantasy role? That's what the hope is with with this purchase is he has been straight up filthy, uh, looks really, really good, and Rossiel Iglesias has not. No, and he I, has not. And I think they would prefer Iglesias be kind of a fireman anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if I think there's a real shot that Stevenson gets this closing job in the next few weeks. Uh, if he doesn't, he's still going to provide me some strikeouts. 
and he's going to provide me uh, some nice ratio support, uh, which is something I definitely need in the main event. He's got a 38% strikeout rate. Just, I wrote him up in yeah. in a middle reliever piece recently, and he's not walking, guys. Five percent walk rate, with some backing behind it, meaning he's his first pitch strike rate is way up, twenty ticks off of what he did last year. Although he didn't, he only had eleven. <laughs> the same sample, he had eleven and two thirds innings in the majors last year versus eleven uh, and a third so far this year. So we're not going crazy, but career fifty four percent which includes this year. So if you take that out, he's probably like a career 50% uh, first pitch strike guy in the majors, 64 this year, and he's in the zone more often, a career high 46%. So I like to see an early walk rate isn't always uh, something to, to build off of, particularly for a reliever with their small samples, but there is underlying stuff for Robert Stevenson that does encourage me. And a 20% swinging strike rate is so disgusting. It actually backs up a 38% strikeout rate. Yeah. I, I so, love him. I think he's. Uh, I think he could be the next like Andrew Miller type who. And I was going to say work if, out in the in the rotation, but is an elite reliever. If he doesn't close, that might not be so bad because I really think they have an opportunity here to give him 100 innings as a as a true reliever and really just let him be a multi inning guy more often. And since he's just fresh off of starting, he can handle it. Like, give him two, three innings at times. You know, a, a starter has a tough one. Tanner Roark only goes three. Give three to Stevenson. Like, uh, one time through the lineup, that works. So I would love to see something like that. I liked that pickup. Joe Biagini, you did not want me to discard him, so I will not. Let's talk Joe Biagini. He was your cheapie. He was a little $2 bitty. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like about uh, about Biagini? Ken Giles sucks. that's what i like about him i think he's the next man up in toronto and giles has been really really shaky uh biagini was a guy that i know i liked i think nick pollock liked him too at one point uh, as a potential starter uh stuff plays up a little bit in the bullpen uh the whip is uh uh can be a little scary at times but uh right now he's keeping the walks under control and he's not getting hit um I think that Biagini is going to get some save opportunities really quick if uh, if, uh, if Giles doesn't figure it out. Okay, well then, uh, two bucks there that could that could turn into something really nice and and hopefully at, at the very least you're getting strikeouts and the and the ratio stabilization, which is what you're getting with uh, Stevenson, of course. So I like the pickups there. Uh, it's a bummer that you had to move on from JD Davis because I, I am intrigued by him, but you got you. You, you got to get the pieces where you can. I literally have no one else. It's like exactly. I mean, my whole team is just you're a you're mess. filled with tough decisions in terms of like who to cut, and that's the toughest part about this. Um, in in the NFBC that I've that I've noticed over these last few years is, is figuring out the cuts and like you know oh I love this guy. But uh, he's not performing, and you can't wait. You know, I cut my boy Ryan O'Hearn in a, in the twelve team where I got Talkman. Can't I just I had to? It's not like I don't have him in a bunch of other spots too. So if he does pan out, I'll I'll I'll, I'll get I some him goodness in my, from uh, that. Online championship too. Yeah, I just I had to, and it's a twelve teamer, and I've got first base stuff. I've got Christian Walker in so many spots, so he's basically become my O'Hearn. So I feel you there, but uh, hopefully you get through a week without an injury. I, I know that sounds flippant, but I'm I'm being serious. I hope you get one week where it's like nothing. You get some guys back and nobody gets hurt because this is stupid. This is this is frustrating, and I also hope that it doesn't, uh, you know, 
deter you from from coming back next year regardless oh, no, of I'm, how I, the results go the, the one nice thing about this is my wife is like even she can realize that i'm because every time someone gets hurt she sees my phone blow up with everybody on twitter asking me if i own them yeah uh and so she she i think she realizes that this is not of my making. And this is not mismanagement no. and you just burn 1700 A lot of people have given me crap because I I took a lot of injured guys on my team to start. But I lost, I've lost, what, seven, I think? Six or seven of my first ten picks. And only like that, one of them was drafted, hurt, and that was Severino in, in the tenth round. So come it's on. just been a truly atrocious start. Uh, I'm going to play hard and, and hope that I can keep myself afloat long enough to try to get some of these guys back and, and compete in in just my league because obviously in the overall I think I'm probably dead at this point but probably but here, here's the thing the next six weeks are real pivotal and I was talking about this on the Roto-Wire show do not give up uh, with the internet age it, it's easy to get discouraged because we get to see everything in the moment and so when you're looking at a crap team every day you're like this is never turning around, you know. This guy went over three again today, and this guy had four strikeouts again today, and it feels hopeless. But you can have an, a, a May that is the complete inverse, you know, the, the proverbial April showers bring May flowers, completely resets your team, and all of a sudden you go from say a fourteenth to a sixth or seventh, and so then you're kind of back at that ground zero, and then you have four months to figure it out. So. Continue to grind. Do not give up on your clubs. If Justin's not giving up on a team with this many injuries, I don't want to hear any of y'all giving up on on your teams. Keep grinding. We are not close to done. And so much stuff is going to change and be crazy. And I just don't want people to lose hope because I know it's easy to do so even at this point. And and Rob Silver, he was one of my first guests ever on the TGFBI pod. Uh, And I'm pretty sure it was him that told me that he was – in last place in his main event league uh, in, like, June, the year he won the main event. The main event. He won the entire main event, and he was last place. I think he said in June. Uh, and he, I'm, That's sure, crazy. I'm sure he'll correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so, but even if it was May or, yeah. or late April, because, again, people are looking at their last place mm-hmm. team right now, and they're losing hope. And I get it because we look at it every day, and it, and it, it beats on you. But, you know, what if you have this year's Yelich? And Acuna and the second half that they had, I, you know, I'm talking about the outlier stuff. But what if you pick up this year's Mondesi still? Like there's Max still Muncy. so yeah. Max Muncy, Jesus, there's still so much that can happen. I've been talking about how Vogelbach or Christian Walker could be the Muncy or Aguilar. That means they've still got so much goodness to happen. We're 20 and to 25 games into a 162 game season. It's just it's nothing. Yeah, there's there, there's plenty of time left. Keep grinding do not give up unless you're in my league give up you've already lost you suck mm-hmm. and and leave all the good guys for me but if in <laughs> any other league just keep grinding all right justin that's going to do it uh look for the DraftKings game tonight mm-hmm. on twitter from both of us and wrote a write-up in the facebook group it'll be a hundred people five dollars have a blast with it it's been a lot of fun come take my money uh, yeah come to come take our money not my girlfriend she, she's coming for y'all oh. heads Make no mistake about it. She's done better than Justin and I by far so far in the close. first three weeks. I think you and I so, combined uh, haven't made as much money. At least, not, not at, least, even, yeah. at least in these contests. Other places I'm doing fine. Uh, but yeah, so look for the DraftKings. We'll have that out, and then we'll be back Thursday talking more. Have a good one, Justin. Take it easy.